0: Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 821. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with chapter 81. Welcome to the Bible Study podcast. I'm your host Chris Christensen. We continue on with yet another psalm from Asaph, the director of music appointed by David, but first this message. Psalm 81 again, another one of these psalms by Asaph. This one starts with according to Gittith, which is an obscure reference that we don't know quite what it means and people disagree. Some people translate this as a stringed instrument. I think that was what the King James Bible said. It was a stringed instrument from the city of Gith and had brought been brought by David. Some translate it as a wine press and say that it is in reference to a joyful song. I cannot tell you which of those are true. But this is, in fact, or at least it starts as a joyful song, and it starts like this. Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music. Strike the timbrel. Play the melodious harp and lyre. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon, and when the moon is full, on the day of our festival. This is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. When God went out against Egypt, he established it as a statute for Joseph. I heard an unknown voice say, I removed the burden from your shoulders, their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear me, my people, and I will warn you. If you would only listen to me, Israel, you shall have no foreign god among you. You shall not worship any god other than me. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people would not listen to me, Israel would not submit to me, so I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hated the Lord would cringe before him, and their punishment would last forever. But you would be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey From the rock, I would satisfy you. We talked before about that form of the psalms that I like that starts with the psalmist in despair, but about halfway through, the psalmist remembers God, turns to him, and it turns to hope and praise. This is almost the opposite of that, because it starts with joy and shouting aloud and singing and musical instruments and praise to God. But then halfway through we remember that people have been unfaithful and we again have those warnings about having other gods before them. But it starts well. Sing for joy to God our strength, shout aloud to the God of Jacob, begin the music, strike the timbrel, play the melodious harp and lyre. We got all the different instruments that are in the band here and then sounding the ram's horn to to start the festival to to indicate the beginning of a festival and then it says that all of that is a decree for Israel all of this is something that god wants us to do and he established it when he went out against egypt when he established it as a statute for joseph so it's going to get in here to thinking about exodus again it seems like exodus is the most referenced book in the Bible within Psalms and that Exodus story, that story of God's people coming out of Egypt. But he says that because of that, God has made it an ordinance to sing for joy is what it sounds like. And I think what we can take from that is that God intends for our relationship with him to be one of joy, to be one of praise and to be one of gratefulness this 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 attitude here of I'm singing to God because how could I do anything else right you sing this this is the person who is in love and is walking around the house singing to themselves because they can't help doing it right It's that kind of thing that God intends our relationship to be. God doesn't intend our relationship to be one of fear, doesn't intend it to be as somber as maybe those Puritans might have thought. There's certainly a lot of melodious harp and lyre and musical instruments going on here that wouldn't have gone over well with certain traditions within the Christian faith. But it's saying that God, that's what God wants. But, and then it starts talking about this Exodus experience here, when God went out against Egypt, but it then into referring to it more specifically, I removed the burdens from their shoulders, their hands were set free from the basket. And I think that's talking about the slavery in Egypt. And I think that because it goes into, in your distress, you called out and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. And Meribah is one of those key phrases here because the waters of Meribah is something that happens early on in that post-Red Sea, pre-Promised Land trip from Egypt to the Promised Land in Exodus. They go to the waters of Meribah and they're saying, hey, we don't have anything to drink, You, but why did you bring us out here to die? And God tells Moses to strike the rock and water flows out. So they were tested there. And so we know now that this section is definitely talking about Exodus and says, hear now, I will warn you. If only you would listen to me, Israel, you shall have no foreign God among you. You shall not worship any God other than me. I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt. And so, that is the one thing we keep coming back to, and we keep coming back to it because people have had problems doing that, and I mean from the beginning, right? He takes the people out of out of Egypt. They're saved in the Red Sea when they thought for sure they were going to die. They get to the other side. They're singing and dancing. They get to the Mount Sinai. They're given the Ten Commandments. Moses goes back up to get some more laws and to learn how to build the tabernacle, and they start building the golden calf just immediately. They got the rule, and they broke it immediately within the first 40 days and have done so continuously, continuously into the time of the kings where Asaph lives. And so this is saying, that is not my intention that you do that. And if you do come back to me, good things will happen. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But you wouldn't listen to me. So I gave you over to your stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. The impression I get here is, I will let you wander off into the brambles and into the places where you're going to get hurt. It's not good for you, but I'm not going to hold you here. I'm going to let you wander off, even though I know that it's going to be bad for you. And if only you would listen to me, if only you would follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue your enemies. And turn my hand against your foe. So how much better things would be if you would come back and if you'd keep that one commandment we keep talking about. No other gods before you. Nothing else is more important than God in your life. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him and punishment would last forever. But you would be fed with the finest of wheat. With honey from the rock I would satisfy you. It is important to God to bring us back. It is important to God that God is first in our lives, and that is intended to be a relationship of joy. And I hope you will find joy in that relationship this week. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.